Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Joined by a cast of, uh, I don't know what you want to call these guys, Motley Crue or whatever, but <laughs> Francis Beck and uh, Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics in studio, along with our residential troublemaker, Roger Weiss. Nate Geary is behind the wheel, driving the starship inside high school sports. You well, say that like it's a bad thing. What? <laughs> residential troublemaker. Well, not really. It's a good thing. Morning, Tony. Morning, y'all. Morning, Tony. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Ooh, there's an echo in here. There's an echo in here. Echo, echo, echo. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to kind of put the football season to bed in the fact that we're going to throw some names around. Uh, you know, a lot of arguments over, you know, all Western New York, this and that. Uh, we're going to throw around names of uh, players who uh, deserve to be recognized uh, you know whether they're first team or second team or third team really doesn't matter. We just think that uh, these guys need to be recognized for what they did this past year. We'll talk about coaches. We'll talk about programs, and we'll have all of that. Hopefully, uh, the driving doesn't seem to be too bad. So hopefully, you're able to get out there and get your finish finish your Christmas shopping today, as I am after the show. From the South Downs, uh, it was kind of yucky out in North Boston, uh, snowing again. What a surprise. But uh, coming in at 219 for those of you people coming from the south for the banquet today, uh, once you get past uh, the 20A exit, by the time you get to Mile Strip, it's nothing but wet pavement. Yeah, Niagara Falls Boulevard is absolutely clear, so you'll have no problem uh, when you uh, travel there. I got a question on that. Oh, Niagara, I can't answer Niagara it. Falls Boulevard. What it's a street. Yeah, it's I know, but if, if you're coming back, isn't shouldn't that be Buffalo Boulevard? It's Niagara Falls Boulevard if you're going north. But if you're coming south, shouldn't it be Buffalo Boulevard? Well, they did. They wanted to keep it that way because they didn't want to confuse you. You mean more confused <laughs> than usual? <laughs> more than usual, exactly. I, I see. So they did you a favor, Rob. We have that same problem out my way. You know, Route 20 is Southwestern Boulevard. Well, yeah, if you're going to Pennsylvania. But if you're coming back, wouldn't that be Northeastern Boulevard? Nate, can we just go right to 11 o'clock? <laughs> Nate, yeah, let's I fast wrong? forward. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you live out there. You, you all people should with? understand what I'm going through. Oh, he thinks too it's, much. It's always me. It's it always is. Me. Now you know why I said residential troublemaker. All right, news and notes, guys. Raj, do you have anything? I just want to, you know, shout for the basketball junkies who don't know about it, which is probably few and far between. The uh, rest of the Ad uh, Pro... Uh, Monsignor Martin uh, ECIC Challenge takes place today. A quintuple header? Is that how you would say it if there's five games? Yeah, quintuple works for me. header. Uh, 
At noon, it's Maple Grove against Christian Central Academy. One thirty is Depew against Walsh. Walsh. Three o'clock, it would be Medina versus St. Francis. No, no, time in. No, no. No, that's right. Three o'clock, St. Francis and Medina. Uh, then for those of you who have to go to the banquet and can't see the, those three games, the last two games should be pretty good. Timon versus Will South. And this one ought to be a real barometer, Anthony. Health Science versus <laughs> Canisius. Ooh. That ought wow. to be a barometer. And from, uh, you know, you have arguably the top small school playing the top big school in western New York, at least in the early polls. I believe those are the two number ones. They are going head-to-head at approximately 6 o'clock. Might be a little bit later. Sometimes those games don't always go as fast as they should, and if you get one overtime game in there, then everything will be moved back. Uh, A wrestling uh, event going on today at uh, Starport, the ECIC Championship. That started at 9 o'clock, so... uh, that's already going on now. I think it was uh, postponed from yesterday, was it? There was a postponement. Uh, Starpoint yesterday, all afternoon, yeah. activities were canceled because I was going to go to the Starpoint <clears throat> West Seneca East girls game, and I, needless to say, I didn't. And uh, for you football junkies out there, our friend James Mallory, if you're familiar with him, he has his uh, uh, United Athletic Services uh, US, UAS Blaze Travel 7-on-7 team. They have their first tryout in practice coming up for the 2018 season. It'll be on December 30th, so go and contact United Athletic Services if you need more information. I don't have a whole heck of a lot this morning, Tony. Obviously, yesterday with the weather, there was a lot of postponements, cancellations, what have you. So just take a look at the Facebook page, and I'm sure uh, all the uh, uh, the new dates will be posted as they become available. Or you could just go to the Section 6 website as well, and they will have the, uh, the games uh, posted up there as well. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, out of Boys Bowling for Kenmore East, Kobe Wierowski? I know I'm butchering that. He bowled a get off ski in the old country. Okay, he bowled a 300 oh, game. Oh come on! Yep. So first one of the year. Um, I should know that kid because he actually played basketball at BSAC. Cool. So I do remember that kid. Good, good real good kid. Nice family. Yeah. So congratulations it's becoming to him. It's seriously, it's becoming commonplace now in high school. Uh, every year we're reading about several three uh, hundred. Yeah, I believe we had three last year. But if Dan Kaplan's listening, I'm sure he can correct us and send us a tweet. I believe there were three last year. Um, it's lot amazing. A lot of good hockey action earlier in the week. I'll start off. Um, I was at the St. Joe's Canisius game, and even though St. Joe's won 4 nothing, was a lot closer than the score indicated at the end. It was only one nothing heading into the third, but Joe's got a very quick goal in the second in the third period, and uh, after that it got really chippy. Um, but it was a pretty good game. From St. Joe's, um, Spencer Frome announced that early in the week he would be attending Harvard. He is going to Harvard, nice, and he's going to attempt to walk on and play soccer there. He had a goal in that Canisius game, a very big goal for them. Yeah, St. Joseph's getting off to a nice start. As usual. As, as usual. usual. Um, they're not, I don't, I'm probably going to get butchered for this, but I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but I still think they're the cream of the crop in boys' fed. Well, they lose a lot of seniors from last yeah. year's team, and those guys won two state championships yeah. mostly. So I and think I, they're, they're in a little bit of a rebuilding. 
but I still think Reloading they're good enough. Them. <laughs> they're, they're still good enough to win it all. Uh, but the good thing is, Will North, they won't have to worry about them when they get around to playoff time. Um, and uh, the three stars for uh, WNY Athletics uh, for the boys, uh, C.J. Goss is the first star. He had a goal and two assists in that game versus Canisius. Uh, Brett Sardina of Will North had a couple of goals uh, this week. And then Will E. Sam Pastor, I'm going to give him the third star. Uh, you may remember last year he got in a little bit of trouble, an incident with a referee during a game. It was posted all over YouTube. That oh, kid's, yeah. He turned it around. He's having a very good early season, and I was out at their practice earlier in the week. He's working extremely hard. I talked to Coach Ruggiero, one of the assistant coaches, and he said that, Frankie, the kid is really putting a lot of effort into this season. He knows he embarrassed the school and, his, and the team and himself last year. He's working extremely hard to put that behind him. That's called learning from your mistakes. And he's playing phenomenal hockey for them right now. And Willie's supposed to have a major down year. Nobody told them that. They're off to a great start in boys fed. For the girls, um, the third star, Emily Cromer from the flop. She's playing great as always. Emma Faso, number two star from Cash. She had a lot of go- a bunch of goals this week. That's all that. And then Brooke Brecker had two goals yesterday in a big game against Cash. She is the first star. Um, Some off-the-field news out of St. Joe's. They made an interesting hire this week. Uh, Jason Jerome from Inbex Sports Performance will now work with, be at the campus five days a week to uh, work with them on their athletic training for the Marauders. Uh, There's an interesting hire, of course, St. Mary's of Lancaster. Uh, They have the new performance center coming. They hired somebody. So you had an interesting Arms you see how uh, you see how the shift to uh, trainers <laughs> and uh, athletic services, like uh, you know the one you mentioned and uh, what Ben Woods is doing with STA, and how many teams are uh, going over to STA Sports Performance. So we have all these different uh, uh, training uh, groups, so to speak, and uh, the high schools are really embracing it. At least a lot of them are, and it shows on the field, on the ice, on the court. And yeah. It's really big for impact too. To sign up or get hooked up with St. Joe's like that, that's huge for Impact. Sure it is. You know, and, and you know, groups like Impact are going to keep on doing this and they're going to make the high school sports better. Yeah. You can only improve, uh, you know, when you're, when you're seeing a, a trainer. I was talking with my doctor during the week and, uh, you know, talking about Clarence and, you know, who they utilize. And it's just amazing what uh, the stuff that's going on, you know, with trainers and the stuff that they come up with, you know. It's amazing. It's a year-round thing. Yeah, Roger. Couple football notes. Uh, you, uh, Nate, are you paying attention? Uh, one of your alma mater guys, AJ Licata from Frontier, repeat All-American for Alfred in his stud. senior year at Alfred. He's a stud. Uh, and for those of you out there are wondering, I don't think it's a relation. Uh, I don't think it's a relation relation to Joey Licata. He spells his name L I capital C H E A. I know if Gills is listening, he'll set me straight if I'm incorrect. Uh, and also, uh, Dylan McDuffie uh, a year ago, who was a Conley Cup finalist when he was at St. Francis, and then moved on to Sweet Home for right. his senior year. He has. Uh, Verbally or officially signed with the University Verbally. of Buffalo Believe. for football. Verbally. Later on uh, signing day, he'll officially sign. And I'm still hearing a lot of rumors. Matt Myers 
is not 100% UB just yet. I know he's been offered. Well, he had his official visit uh, last Saturday. That's why he wasn't able to uh, join us in studio. The word on the street is that they want him to, him to be a tight end and not a quarterback, but I think Matt's That's got the I'm tools. Hearing. You're hearing the same thing. so I've heard rumors to that effect. Uh, boy, he's going to have to be redshirted and take a year off and go in the weight room if he's going to be a yeah. tight end at that level. I'll tell you what, though. I don't think he cares much right now because he's really having a great senior year. And, you know, he was a lot of fun to watch in the football field. You should see him play hockey. He's a very cerebral player. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's a talented hockey player. That's interesting. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping he stays a quarterback. Last thing, I want to. you got to give a major shout-out to those girls from Franklinville. Coming up and shocking Sacred Heart. I mean, that was a heard throughout the state. That victory was heard throughout the state so huge congratulations to those girls i think what 68 to 56 it, or something uh it was like uh sacred heart was late coming out of the locker room they got outscored some ridiculous thing like 12 to 4 in the third quarter so uh, I mean, sacred heart and that was the difference in the game uh don't get me wrong uh, franklinville's got everybody back including second teamer not the least of which danielle haskell only a sophomore who if she's, I think if she averages 25 points a game for her last three years, she'll break McKenna Maycock's Section 6 record. Wow. Incredible. Congratulations. Wow. All right, guys, uh, let's move on to talking uh, football and uh, this past season. Definitely an interesting season as, as they all are uh, surprises, disappointments. Uh, I, it was, I guess there was a lot of predictability but at the same time, uh, some weeks we were scratching our heads as to what was going on out there. Uh, you know, some players didn't live up to, you know, the preseason hype that they were going to that they were going to have, and some came out of nowhere and did very well. So we're going to talk about some of the players and who did well. Kind of break it down by uh, uh, position. You know, we had the uh, trench trophy recently. And rather than breaking it down, you know, as center, guard, tackle, just what's your thoughts on uh, some of the linemen that you guys have seen this year that uh, deserve recognition? Well, obviously, I don't think we need to worry about Sanders not getting recognition. They've been hyping him for three years and all that. And And he lives up to it. Yes. uh, About the only thing, when he was a finalist, so it's not like he got a disregarded by the trench. I was kind of disappointed. Uh, Walt Wadarek from uh, Evil Frank, Franklinville, Ellicottville, he's a student at Franklinville, uh, for whatever reason got left off on Mark Adair's. I think that was a miss. That's got to be a a miss. Just a miss. All four. I mean, he didn't even make fourth team, which wouldn't even put him. They have, what, four defensive linemen? I look at that again. I I could have sworn I'd seen his name. Are you sure? I could have sworn I seen his name not on first, but I'm pretty sure Mark didn't leave I'll him look off. again. I might have it with me. I know he was on the Class D team, but uh, so I just want to make sure. I like Wadarek, but my favorite lineman from Class D, if we're talking lineman and from D, since you mentioned Wadarek, who I enjoyed, and this that kid's a bowl of fun. Wadarek to talk mm-hmm. to that kid, I'm going to really miss him. But uh, Thomas Delahoy from CSP, I believe I he was the- voted number one lineman in all of Class D. Yeah, by the coaches voted him number one. I think what the trench committee took into consideration. Well, Derek was both ways. Okay. And his motor never stopped. I don't think Delahoy played both ways, at least not 
What, in a 48-minute game and all that? Well, I hate to see somebody not get credit because they don't play uh, offense and defense. If, if you have a lineman and his, his uh, technique is sound, he does a great job, he's, he opens holes, his pass protection is great, he needs to be recognized, not penalized because he doesn't play D-line. Yeah. I and, don't know if it's so much as a penalty. Like I said, I went to the very first game, and that's when I got, uh, you know, I got the seniors from both uh, – what was that? Frustolf was the first game, right? That they played, <laughs> uh, Evil Frank Frustolf game, and uh, or Maple Grove, one of the two. No, that would have been the third game. That's when okay. uh, I went down south for that one too. But uh, even at halftime, you know, I'm kind of eavesdropping, listening to the referees now, and uh, you know, the referees are saying, "You see that number fifty six for uh, Franklinville? That guy's a maniac," and I mean in a positive way. Right. He just never stopped. High intensity. Yes. And uh, so that's why I passed that on to, you know, Carl Curtis and Sibby Constantino that week, and I guess they checked him out on Huddle, and lo and behold, he was one of the first, in fact, he was a first-week nominee, and people that have seen him ever since were raving about him. So uh, I'm just happy for him. Uh, Was that Becker? Who was the kid? Who's the kid you're mentioning from randolph Roosburg? I didn't. There was nobody that stood out in that okay. game. That I, I know, know Nick Becker was also at number one uh, first yeah. selection for Class D, as well as uh, Andrew Bernard, who's only a yeah. junior. The other one, and unfortunately, he plays. Uh, now his name is escaping me. He plays linebacker on defense for Maple Grove. That kid is unbelievable. Offensive lineman uh, Carter D- Russo. No, no, no. no. Uh, Not DJ Brown. Oh, come on, Roger. <laughs> It'll come to me. I'll mention it. You Zach know, Trim? Trim, exactly. <laughs> you should just. I mean, I still remember in that game at the Dome, they showed it on TV, and, you know, I was there, obviously. Uh, the running back gained about 20 yards and then fumbled. And because Trim was, after completing his assignment, was coming down the field, recovered uh, the Maple Grove uh, fumble, and I believe that led to a score. Hmm. And to me, it all comes down to technique. You watch a player, does he bend well? Does he move his feet well? Can he go side to side? And that's does what the guys on the, the committees do. The guys, These guys watch films. And, I mean, they can just watch linemen. I'll mention something, you know, and I'll say, no, 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 his feet are terrible and all that, you know. Okay, I'll take your word for it. These guys have been doing it for, you know, 40 years, so they right. know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's why... I appreciate whatever the final results are by the Trench Trophy Committee. They study. It's not like they see one game or two games and all that. They go through films. They have to see a guy at least three different games, either in person or on film, to be even able to vote for the guy. Wow. That's how you do it. Yeah, Francis, did you have anybody you wanted to? Uh, yeah, well, I said Carter Russo from Class D. He had a nice year. He made second team for All Football Weekly. Um Monsignor Martin, guy who went under the radar with St. Francis Chad Delegala. He has some pedigree. Uh, he has brother, I think, believe his brother. He has two brothers. One's the quarterback and one's the tight end at Ithaca. So he got some pedigree there. Uh, so he had a nice year, obviously, for them. Um, so we could, I don't know if he's a senior or if he's got, I believe he's a senior, so he's done. But obviously, nice career for him. Uh, you just wish they would have had a better year. I was be curious to see what linemen we're going to be watching next year. 
you know, who's going to who's gonna spend the time in the weight room and get themselves bigger and stronger and then come out next year. And, well, and Joe down. Powers from Lewport. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other kid, Boyd from O'Hara. Those are two juniors that the Trench Trophy brought along with them to the ceremony, right? So we'll. What about was it a tackle for St. Joe's? Um, Cody C O T Y. I'm trying to think. Senior. Um, yeah, I yeah. believe so. Yeah, we. I think we talked about him last Henry, year a little bit. Um, we didn't talk about him a lot oh, this man, year. I can't. It's. it's I, I apologize. The name's escaping me, but uh, real solid uh, football player, and I know he was getting some looks uh, from colleges. I know we were talking about disappointments and what was disappointing this year and what wasn't or what was some of the positives or whatever. But to me, you know, St. Joe's has been just disappointing the past couple of years. To me, the program is just so far away from where Canisius is right now, Well, especially in the skilled positions. That, that final game, though, they were a play away from winning that game. Their running game was surprisingly very strong. And I guess that first matchup in week four, there were a lot of Joe's guys that were injured. So yes, even they were. Canisius knew they were in for a tough game, and they got it. Uh, and a lot of those guys from Joe's were juniors, and they gave those Canisius seniors a tough game. I think they're going to make a big leap next year, and they could be the top of Monsignor Martin. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to throw some more names and teams around. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Had to get my penis dance on. My son wouldn't watch it. What? He wouldn't watch it. He ran out of the room every time I tried putting it on. He'll get to love it. I don't know. They're not Lightning McQueen. They're not Thomas the Train. It's Snoopy. And you know, how old is he? Three. Yeah, don't worry. By the time he's five, it'll be his favorite. My kids went nuts. They go crazy for it. I don't know. That's my favorite. He wouldn't I, even watch The Grinch. He wouldn't watch Rudolph. Just well, my kids yeah, didn't the Grinch watch is kind of scary. The is Grinch it? is kind of scary is though. The who's? My daughter was painted as the Grinch yesterday. <laughs> I <school>. saw that. <laughs> She didn't want me to take it off. I said, no, Samantha, you can't go to bed with that on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love the Christmas specials. I really do. Me too. Uh, but we got football on all day today, so I'm going to have to put Christmas oh, on the back burner. I was talking to my cousin in Florida yesterday. They were going to watch a movie outdoors, Elf. Outdoors. As I'm driving home in a blizzard. Nice. He's telling Lovely. me it's 45 degrees in Jacksonville, and they're getting ready to go out and watch Elf on a big screen outdoors. Ugh. Click. I hate winter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get back to talking. Uh, throw some names out here. Uh, Tyler Dottie's the one that I was thinking Tyler of. Tyler Dote. Dote or Dottie. Something like uh, that. From St. Joe's. Saw some film on him earlier in the year, and I was really impressed. I think we talked to him last year. Did we? Real good kid. Yeah. So uh, that was the name I wanted to throw out. Um Regardless of class sizes, you know, uh, anybody else have far uh, with the line that you guys want to throw out there? Well, I mean, you got the kids from Mar- um, uh, um, Cleve Hill, the Arrington kid. Mm-hmm. And I can't pronounce this other kid's Manny name. Manny El Thank you, Francis. Um, he had a phenomenal year. Well, these, you're talking two trans trophy finalists. But you got to also think about a kid like those uh, from Akron. I mean,. Saro had such a strong year, uh, Jacob Saro. He was mm-hmm. a, a county cup for his line. Look at what his line did for him. 
uh, Frank Dispenza from Wilson. Wilson started to come on and yes. showed things of age. So and and he a senior, but still that could go under a surprise. Absolutely, absolutely. I you, you know, know Rodney Bailey from Hutch Tech. He wasn't on a great team, but you know he had the talent from day one, and that Hutch yeah. Tech defense was almost unstoppable. I mean, there were games where the where the way you beat them is you win eight to nothing, literally, and you just yeah. you get your one score and you hope that would be enough. Mm-hmm. Hutch Tech was in a lot of games until that third, fourth quarter when they started to get a little Were tired. they young? Ah, to oh, yeah, they're a little bit young. They they had a junior. Yeah, they had a junior quarterback in Talback. So they were the year young. before they beat Niagara Falls in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Frank, I think you and I were both at that game uh, under not so great uh, weather conditions. Uh, but uh, really, <laughs> the band played on. Yeah, uh, really impressed with that Hutch Tech program. Don't know if we can consider him for a coach of the year uh, because he's a. Not the uh, head coach, but a defensive coach. But uh, give some credit to Nick Tadaro. He will come up with schemes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Good, I remember the first there. week of the year they played Will North. And although Will North won 28 nothing, I was getting text messages and tweets saying, this, they can't move the ball on this defense. Will North. They could not move the ball on Tadaro's defense. That was back week one against Will North, who had two very stud running backs. You know, you can pretty... lose. You can lose a game. You can give up four touchdowns and still be very strong defensively. Uh, what happens during the course of a game is it might be uh, a broken tackle. You know, had had the guy made the tackle, you don't get that touchdown or a turnover where they had a yeah, short field or a special teams uh, or or a pick six. There's so many ways. You know. It's so difficult to contain your opponents when you're able to shut down, but unfortunately mistakes are going to happen. You might have a breakdown here and there uh, and and give up uh, that touchdown and, you know, but you were able to be three and out the rest of the game. So it may have only been four big plays that cost you the game, but the rest of the time you you were doing your job. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that happens. Lancaster's offensive line, West Seneca West offensive line. You hate to single out one kid, but as a unit, those Superb. offensive lines, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Uh, Both sides of the ball. Yeah, you can't discount that. South uh, Park again, South Park's line. Sure. You know, even with Sanders, with or without Sanders, I thought they were pretty good. Right, because there were a few times that uh, he uh, missed parts of the game because he was dinged up and all that, and he wasn't on the field as much as you would think somebody of his uh, ability was. But they still, you know, it was business as usual. They were, you know, Coach uh, Delaney's uh, scheme has just as much to do with it. And, you know, obviously Sanders, too. Well, you go up and down and you look at the teams that put up points. Those are the teams that had offensive lines that did their job. West Seneca East. Yeah. Yeah. Can't leave them out. They had a phenomenal year. Grand Island. Yeah, I was was, thinking about Grand Island. You know, Thomas Cesare had a great year running the ball. You got to give a lot of credit to that offensive line then. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know how the voting went and all that, but one guy and I nominated him. I was at a game with uh, Frank when we went down to Jamestown. What was that? The Will North game and all that. Uh, Both were five and zero. Oh yeah, at the time Noah four and zero, oh, I believe. Four and zero. Oh? Yeah, that was game five, week right. five. Noah Terzillo, okay. a lineman, both ways for Jamestown. This guy's motor did not stop at all. You know. From the time he came out of the dressing room until he walked back into the dressing room at the end of the game, I thought he might have got a little bit more recognition. Play you know, one of the positions I love to watch when I go to a game is linebacker play. It's not an easy position to play, uh, especially for young guys. It takes a lot of learning, uh, but uh, I love watching it. 
and I don't think I saw one better uh, than Lancaster's Andreessen. Well, you know what? If Andreessen wasn't on the team, Damiani, I mean, unfortunately, because Andreessen was so good and so dominant at times that, you know, Damiani took almost a back seat to right. some degree. But that kid but that had a motor. just stacked. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I really like this Dylan Kelly from Will North. Will North next year is going to surprise some teams. It's going to come. Yeah, they're you know, young. They they're were a young, young team. team this year, they right? They were a very young team. Scott Beck, Hopkins, big, tough. In fact, when we were at the Will North Lancaster game and Hopkins came out, came out of the locker room, I'm like, who is this guy? I, I, I know I didn't miss this kid all year. I've been to a handful of Will North games, but he got onto that field. I swear to God, he grew a foot <laughs> before the game. He, we were at the, um, the media day. Mm-hmm. He was the absolute biggest kid there. Really? And he's only a junior. Wow. Some other linebackers that you guys uh, saw this year that that you want to take uh, take notice of. Nick Costanzo from Maryville had a nice year leading. You know, that was Maryville team that went to the final, uh, the Class B final. He was in charge of that defense right at middle linebacker. He's also a lineman there. Uh, I do know he's. it looks like he's getting some D3, D2 looks. I think he's a senior, so I think so. I, he looks like he's going to be playing at the next level. A tough kid. Uh, he knows where the ball is. He made some tackles. Uh, Nate, I believe in that Cheetahwaga Maryvale game, he recovered a fumble, right? Yeah, that sounds right. How about Rashad Law? Oh yeah, you know <laughs> the talents there. He was. I mean, he's fun to watch, and we get to see him next year again. You're right. He's only a junior. Yeah, he's only. He came out so of nowhere too. He. He had a phenomenal season in every way, shape, and form. So I mean, if he he was the MVP of that team. Yeah, you know, and they're still young. But uh, other linebackers. Well, I guess if you want to talk about some... linebackers, uh, he played linebacker and defense. How about Brock Bleka from Evil Frank? Yeah. And was Fabrizio a linebacker too? Uh, either that or a that kid could play anywhere. I don't care. Uh, the school he could play anywhere and he would be dominant at any school. He would have been, you know, I, I, I'm one thing we're hoping for, Tony. We're going to say, you know, what are we hoping and what kind of changes we like? We we're talking during one of the breaks. I'm hoping these Class D teams start scheduling teams up and around Western New York. Only you one would, problem with that: they play. They don't have D East or North. I know. And in order for them to play a schedule, they play. All seven league games. Figure so, it out. Uh, Figure it out. Maybe. Well, is there anybody that, uh, that that's in danger of losing their program? So you have to look at that. There might be a week that's going to be open. Well, there's, there's talk. Yeah, I'm hearing there's, talk. There's, well, there's going to be you know your merger talk that goes on from yeah. you know a few weeks ago all the way out. Up yeah, but until we're hearing that Maple Grove might not have enough to field the varsity without combining somebody next year. Chautauqua right? Lake was that the? That's where they they, had, they did few years back uh i know there's discussions going on in fredonia whether they want to or not i think they want to fredonia have, already is fredonia combined with uh, westfield and they Brockton. want to split yeah but they want to split it up fredonia may not want to right i think one of the other teams want to go on their own and i think it's brockton i would guess between if brockton and westfield i would almost have to say would have to be uh so that would cancel brockton. out to some degree, wasn't right? it westfield where the player uh yeah, yeah died about three years ago and mm-hmm. all that, and they were short of you know because of that concussion head injury. Uh, like I said, and these are all rumors. There's no nothing right. set in stone. Right, yet. just something for us to talk about. Exactly. Uh, how about some defensive backs? Any anybody? And that's I'm sorry, but that's 
even tougher than linebacker. It seems like defensive backs is not really a strong position in high school. Uh, you know, when you look at technique wise, I'll say one that I don't think got the recognition for what his output was. Joey Shifflett. Yes. Ken yeah. East, I Willie's wasn't. Or I mean, Willie's wasn't he uh, the last cut for a uh, uh, Conley Cup? I thought Shifflett was on that law. He was down. He was on there. Yeah, the top. What was it? Fifteen, whatever. Uh, and then um, you know, I thought he had a fantastic year. You know um, that kid Zach Fisher from Maple Grove and Easton Tanner. Um, those kids play both ways because you have to down in D. Those kids, their motors always going. They were pretty sharp uh, defensive backs. Well, I just my, my problem with Class it, D, and I'm you know prejudiced because I like Class D and all that. I don't think they get enough looks. And if they don't have, a, and a lot of times you're going to go watch them. You're going to do it early in the year when the weather's good. You try to get it out of the way. Week one, a lot of these people go down and try to see as many D teams because Because of weather. Well, because of weather. Not only that, whereas all these others, most of the time in week one, they get a non-league game out of the way. Mm-hmm. They don't like to schedule a league game in week one, if possible. No, that's the way to do it, because that's yeah. your tune-up for the season. Exactly. Whereas there is no tune-up in Class D, so they go down, they can see two Class D's, you know, teams by going down for one game. Class right. C, a couple good cornerbacks. Um, uh, one of them was this kid, uh, Tanner Feely from Wilson, and then DeMario from Cleve Hill. DeMario Grant. DeMario Grant yeah. from Cleve Hill. He's just a junior. Hmm. Um, so I know Coach Graham's going to love to have him back. Those were a couple of nice D-backs from out of C. You know, from AA, I noticed uh, John Stevens uh, from Clarence. He had a big year for them. They um, went on to rely on him on the offensive end to run the ball. Um, he almost, I believe he had two touchdowns, and he almost scored the game-winning two-point conversion against a Bennett team. And, you know, that could have changed things playoff-wise if they get that win. Right. So he was big for them this year. They ha- almost they handed the ball almost exclusively to him against Bennett. How about punters and kickers? They never get enough love. <laughs> Kid from OP? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Strider? Striebel. Striebel? Yeah. Oh, uh, Striebel. Well, I mean, he is getting, yeah. according to his father, he's getting Division One looks and Division Two looks. Um, I was told... That there are D two teams out there who would have taken him this year. He's that good. Wow. Oh yeah, every and of course he had made me a egg all over my face uh, on a Saturday <laughs> that we uh, I raved how he put every kick in the end zone. Then a week later they played Jamestown. Well, he had a kick off into the uh, wind after they scored the opening touchdown, so it only made it to the five yard line, and the kid from Jamestown <laughs> took it to the house. After I'm saying, what a weapon, you got to start on the 20-yard line. But other than that, punting and kicking off and field goal uh, inside the 30 was anything almost automatic. Hmm. Was he the lefty? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, saw, I, I still cringe every time I see somebody kick with their left foot. I, I tried that once in my life. I thought I was going to end up in traction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to do with your normal foot and to do with the opposite one is even worse. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll throw out more names out there for your Sports Talk Saturday coming up at 11. Make sure you keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Thank you. 
what? If you told me I had to listen to this every show, I might not have. I might have to be a call-in. My cousin. We just starting to play promotions for this in July. Oh yeah, well we did. uh... (laughs) Come on. My little cousin on a on a ride from Ohio to here. I guess she listened to this for six hours straight in the car. It drove my aunt and uncle crazy. (laughs) You know what you have to have if you don't get a chance to go see TSO. Uh, look them up on YouTube and watch a concert. It's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. What they're able to do with uh, not only music but a stage show—it's th- it's the complete package. It's incredible. One I'm, of my favorite acts. I guess I could maybe check. Watch I, I, a little one, bit. I remember about. one night. You know, it's like you, you hear. You know, every Christmas you'd hear their music. So I decided one night. Uh, just put my headphones on, and I watched a concert from Las Vegas. The whole thing, it was like two hours long, maybe even longer, and I was glued. I was just <laughs> loving it. The stage show, the narration that went on during and the musicianship. I'm like, these, these are some amazing musicians. So it's great stuff. Since uh, you put it you. to me like that, I think maybe I'll give it out. Oh, I give love it. I, it's on my bucket list one of these years to catch uh, Trans-Siberian. It was sad this year because uh, their founder, I believe, and uh, lead guitar player passed away. Oh, so it's, uh, how they were able to um, uh, you know, continue. And I remember it was early in my career. I was uh, uh, producing the Gary McNamara show. And so a guy shows up at the station. He says, I have this CD. My son's, uh, I believe, is the drummer. And it was before they were called Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but it's slipping my mind. And he says, you got to check this out. And it was Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. Wow. We played it, and the phones lit up. Wow. The people wanted it, and the rest is history. They've been absolutely phenomenal. All right, guys, let's get back to talking football here. We have one last break. And uh, Excuse me, Anthony. I got a quick announcement. I just oh. got a text from Larry Jones. Breaking news. Because, because, this is Tom <laughs> because of the uh, weather conditions down south, uh, Archbishop Walsh will not be coming up to participate in the uh, Ad Pro uh, Monsignor Martin ECIC Challenge. So their game with Depew has been canceled. So do they and, move everybody up now? Uh, that's what I'm waiting to hear. I'm sending uh, Larry a text now to find out. It would if make they, sense. Yeah, it would, but not for me because I would miss part of the Will South Timing game. So I object for what it's worth. Anyway, also it might delay uh, Chad Beersbach of uh, Depew is uh, 26 points shy of 1,000. He had a chance of reaching 1,000 today with, with a big game. Uh, uh, so uh, that might be put on hold for a couple right. of games for uh, Chad. We, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. You know, we've thrown around a lot of names, especially of players that uh, are not from the bigger schools that, as I said, deserve recognition. I want to talk about some of the storylines during the year, some of the things that jumped out to you. Maybe, uh, you know, this is any one of you guys jump in, uh, surprises, uh, disappointments. There's no bigger news this year than timing. Uh, back in June, late June, no bigger news than Charlie Comerford walking away and uh that sent the Western New York football landscape into hysteria, pretty much. Um, yeah, you know, there was, yeah. Uh, you know, we were wondering if they were going to be able to field a team, and then you had uh, you know players that transferred out. West Seneca West, obviously a beneficiary <clears throat> of that. Same with South Park. Uh, so uh, you know, it helped the other teams. 
Uh, but you're right. That was a huge story. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, the hiring <clears throat> of Joey Licata yeah. and, uh, you know, the respect it, that he has. And we know that he'll turn under the, the circumstances, around. what he walked into. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to, you got to, you know, what an admirable job he sure. did, especially yeah, putting a football team together. The more I think about it, I love the hire more and more because he's going he's gonna to be able to build a program the way he wants to. He's bringing in his guys, and the kids just love him. I was at time in this week covering the basketball game. They love Coach Rowe. Uh, they're having fun. They're playing as a team, and I think that well, the key it's word what right the, there. They're having fun. Yeah, I like that. That I was like priority. That and I, I don't understand that time and culture because I didn't. I'm not from South Buffalo. I don't understand it. But I think for that program, the best thing they can do is bring someone in from the outside to take a look through every program, every nook and cranny. And Joe Licata, as young as he is, he's been around. I mean, this is a kid who was drafted and actually got into an NFL preseason game. We're talking about. He he knows his way around sports complexes. Complexes. He knows the rules. Joe's going to do a fabulous job. Extremely bright young man and uh, couldn't be happier for him. Mature beyond his years. Anybody who was at the uh, Conley Cup uh, luncheon and heard him, he was the key speaker. They were very impressed. Yes. Anthony, I did get a hear from Larry Jones. There will be no 130 game. The games will not be moved up. So oh. they can go to John and Mary's or whatever, get a sub or some of the other uh, – Thirst quenching emporiums in the, the area to kill time the out there. <laughs> the yelling goat out there. Well, what about floats your boat? <laughs> whatever works. Uh, all right, guys, we're pretty much out of time, and uh, you know, again, uh, kudos to everybody from this past season, coaches, administrators, everybody that has helped out with this program that sends us information, keeps sending us uh, info. We'll keep passing it on. Fundraisers, uh, you're looking to, you know. Uh, advertise for something, we'll, th- we'll throw it out there for you. Tony at WGR550.com is my email address at Tony10764 to get me on Twitter and just look up Tony Caligiuri on Facebook. Uh, you can friend me or just join our, uh, our, our page inside High School Sports. Do a search for that and we'll have you on there. Continue to follow uh, Western York Athletics. This is the great job that Frank and Francis are doing. Thanks to Nate Gary for producing. Anthony, guess what? What? Only seven months still practice for the Lions Club All-Star Game. <laughs> what a team they're going to have next year. Why does year? he do this to me? Uh, hey, Chad, uh, next week we're Chad getting... Andrews counts the days uh, as soon as uh, Federation basketball is over. He counts the days to the El Pastor. All right, next week we're getting into hockey, right, guys? Yep, we got uh, West Seneca East head coach Phil Prynne and Jagger Maving. The goaltender cool. will be in studio. All right, we'll get into <laughs> hockey talk next week. And you know, uh, here's the thing, though. And you know, I know we hate west, uh, we hate winter in Western New York. But think about this: the winter uh, season goes by so fast. Basketball and hockey, you can blink your eye, and next thing we're going to be talking about uh, the finals in March. <laughs> so let's uh, let's enjoy it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week with more inside high school sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 